can you be a quote unquote progressive Christian? Hey, wait a minute. I'm seeing different rises of uh, ideas or convictions that are differing from maybe traditional Christianity. Right. Should we be leery of that? Yeah. What we're going to do today is we're actually going to watch a video uh, from Mark Moore, who's a pastor who has a YouTube channel uh, that he's been building. Is Hansel a heretic? I mean, probably, right? What up, what up, what up? How we feeling today? How you doing, Hansel? Solid. Doing good. How's the week been for you? Lots of cycling. Yeah. Love been that. hot? Very hot. There. Yeah. Well, speaking of hot, we're going to talk about some spicy topics today on this episode of Kingdom Thinking. What you got? We are so excited to be here. And I have a question for you that I think you'll be interested in. Okay. Can you be a quote-unquote progressive Christian? Ooh, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be... Feeling the heat there. So we do like a whoosh, emoji. You're going to have to tell me what a progressive Christian is first. Correct. So defining our terms is always very important, right? Yes. That we do this all the time on the show. And so what we're going to do today is we're actually going to watch a video uh, from Mark Moore, who's a pastor who has a YouTube channel uh, that he's been building. Uh, and I am really interested in kind of his response. And then we'll, so we'll watch his video just a couple minutes long, and okay. then we'll do some analysis, some, right. you know, strengths and weaknesses and see what we think about it. So we'll go ahead and we'll start the video right now. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And Jason is asking if this text is describing what's happening with the so-called progressive Christianity. Okay, so pause it there. So what do you think about that right off the bat? Have you ever taken 2 Timothy 4.3 and associated that idea of the verse with like progressive Christianity in general, or is that a new thing for you? Yeah, I have not thought about that. Okay, that's so not do, a you, connection do you made. think that connection that's being made there is a good one by the person asking the question? I think that's a legitimate question. Okay, so um, you don't think it's just like an end times specific thing? Normally, um, So normally when that verse is used, it's specifically relating to like, eschatology, like the end time the that Jesus is coming back. Yeah, kind of it's always associated and coupled in that world. Yeah. Um, or do you think this is a better application of... Yeah, I almost want to say that um, limiting that particular text to, like, what what would that even mean? Like, the rise sure. of one global government? Or, sure. like, what, <laughs> sure. what would you be looking right, for right, to right, then right, say, right. that's what it's about, right, right? right? So I'm more skeptical of that. Yeah than I am of the question saying like, hey, wait a minute, I'm seeing different rises of uh, ideas or convictions that are differing from maybe traditional Christianity. Right. Should we be leery of that? Yeah. yeah. I, I actually like that question. Okay. Okay, good. Keep going. Keep going. There are a lot of groups who claim the name of Christ, but deny biblical values and biblical teachings, particularly when it comes to sexual ethics. Jason, I think it is. However, let's be warned. Jesus said, don't judge lest you be judged. All right, I'm going to stop it here. Um, I think that at least just at this point, he's going to try to sit on the fence about it. Okay. And that kind of throws me off a little bit because you can't say on the one hand, the question is progressive Christianity. Is this an application for the itching of ears and the, the new false doctrines? Yes, but don't judge unless you're judged. Like, no, you can't have it both ways. Like, if you're coming to a conclusion about this, say it with your chest kind of thing. Mm, okay, um, that's interesting. Don't, because 
uh, you can't shield or hide behind, well, I'm not judging, but I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I'm curious about the way that he would interpret, like, society's movement on sexual ethics yeah. just in general, okay. right? And True. so it's like, I so I would probably ask, like, if that's a 1B question you're asking, I would or a comment you're making, I would be asking, like, question 1A in that kind of thing. It's like, so before we even get to the answer of that, it's like, the idea of what sexual mores and norms and culture and their expression of which are radically different in time and space across all cultures and places throughout history. And yeah. so one thing that would be considered a sin, right, in another culture, like letting your hair down or something, I don't know, something like that over and against today, which is like, we don't care about that in the West or whatever. And so it's like, those are already, uh, they, they just feel shaky mm. to me. And, and so I would just want to know yeah, what the definition of that would be. Right, there. right. And so he says, I think it is, but don't judge. Yeah. For with the measure you use, it will be a measure to you. So let's measure ourselves according to this same standard of Paul's warning. It is not just a prophecy of the end times, but what Paul said, that people gathering around people to tell them what they want to hear, when has that not been true? Mm-hmm. It's true in Paul's day. It's true in our day. It's been true in every day in between. Christians or not, we like to listen to those who say what we want to hear. Okay, pause it there. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel about that? I think he's absolutely right. Yeah, and I think that gives a better grounding or a better initiation point for the conversation about false teachers, prophecies. It's not just this one thing that's going to happen in whatever time or year we think the global government is going to take over <laughs> the world, right? Yeah. I think it really is about the connection between the church and their context, and not bending the knee for convenience yeah. or political power, like whatever the case is, right? Yeah. So I, I, I like that instinct. Yeah. Um, however, I think it's kind of deviating from the question at hand. Uh, again, I, I would want to press him a little bit more. Like if you're going to take it on, like give me a yes or a no. Yeah. Yeah, I am uh, like pleasantly surprised at the level of self-awareness mm-hmm. here. Uh, I think he's doing a really charitable job of yeah. not getting stuck in like – uh, what would be like a conservative church guy trope, you know, of just being like, eh, all bad people are bad people or whatever. Like, I, yeah. I think there's a real genuineness to the way that he's trying to approach it's, this question. It seems very pastoral. It's so incredibly refreshing yeah. when you watch like these short bite-sized clip videos. Yeah. So I'm a fan of him. So okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's helpful. Analytics and social media metrics, that's all we're hearing is what we want to hear. And so it's easier than ever to point the finger at other people and not at ourselves. So let me let me just use this as a self-critique. Even in conservative churches, what we what we might think of as biblically oriented churches. I okay, pause that. there. Mm-hmm. Do you see a problem with the dichotomy that he's just created? Right? So progressive Christians seem like they're being labeled as not being biblically oriented churches. Yeah. So as far as I understand progressive Christianity, because like this this is the Part of the tricky thing is that we have to operate on an assumption of what he means by progressive Christianity thus far. And I think that's a little bit problematic. But as far as I understand, and we were talking about this a little bit, right? If we understand progressive Christianity to be a movement or a branch from traditional Christianity that is seeking to have, to be more in tune with, I don't know, social issues. Yeah, cultural issues. Particularly... Um, the LGBTQ community and things like 
I don't know, women's rights or abortion or things like that. Sure. If, if you want to pick those two topics as what might be kind of... Yeah, a litmus test. Yes, for mm-hmm. those. Um, then he, I think he might have grounds to understand himself uh, as uh, traditional Christianity over and against okay. that. Okay, good, good. Um, But he hasn't said that, so, sure. we, don't, so we don't sure. know. Sure, sure, sure. I okay. see people having a very difficult time following the words of Jesus to their logical conclusion. Here's one example with money. Even the most devout Christians have a hard time thinking crisply about the level of generosity that Jesus would call us to, the level of economic trust in God that Jesus would call us to. Why? Because we have a culture that is satisfying our itching ears saying, you're worth it. You deserve it. Spend money on yourself. Okay, pause this here. Okay. I think we do a great job in evangelical culture of reading like Jesus's ethics around money as like descriptive uh-huh. events rather than understanding them as like prescriptive way to, ways to live. So I think his critique of evangelicalism right here is spot on. Right. Or what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think one of the big, almost the uh, moral um, hubris of conservative evangelicals is speaking against almost with superiority. Yeah. Uh, oh, the prosperity gospel. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. crazy charismatics. Yeah. Those progressives. Like, whatever it is, right? It's like, no, wait a minute. But we don't send our kids to mission trips if it's not safe. Sure. Because that's, because God wants our kids to be safe. Right, right. Uh, and I'm not going to send my kids to that school because they need to have a better education because uh-huh. that's what God cares about. Uh-huh. It's like, no, no, wait a minute. We conveniently prioritize what we think we deserve from God mm. at the same time that we're speaking against other people who do that as well. Yeah. So that's a tricky line sure, to walk, sure. right? It's, it's definitely uh, a blind spot that's worth being correct, aware of. Correct, correct. Yeah. And again, it's refreshing that he's, like, that he's saying we have those too, yeah, yeah. but I want him to drop the hammer <laughs> and say, is it right or wrong? Yeah, yeah. Because um, ultimately I think that's... like. Denominations are splitting over this stuff. Yes, yes. And if like if you want to step into that conversation, I think you got to really bring the heat a little more. Yeah. Okay. Is racial relations, or here's one. another area, the poor. Mm. It seems to me like so many people are concerned about protecting their own territory rather than being sacrificial to serve and give for other people, and that's the, that's the call of Christ. Our itching ears tell us if they're different than us, no matter what that difference is that it's okay to ignore them. It's not. You know, the Church of Jesus Christ was the only institution in the Roman world that included male and female, rich and poor, slave and free. So economic issues, gender issues, uh, uh, racial issues. The concern for the church is always, how do I lay down my life to wash your feet? That's not the rhetoric I'm hearing of people with itching ears. They wanna know how to scratch their back, not wash your feet. And that's mm. a concern I think we should all share if we're going to be followers of Jesus. Okay, so that's the video. Okay. There. So he, he brings some heat, as it were. There. Uh, I don't know how to validate that claim that the Jesus Church in the Roman world was the only institution that had that strata of people right. in it. Uh, so like I'm just going to... the local pub might yeah, have yeah. had that as well. <laughs> right, right. Kind of thing. Uh, or, you know, like the Jupiter <laughs> Temple might have contained people that were in there. So yeah. uh, I'm going to try and be charitable and just 
grant him like, that. Okay. Uh, we get his point. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think of what he says there, particularly so, around things like race, relations, yeah. and poverty and people I mean, who are poor? so the interesting thing is that I don't think he ever came to a conclusion about what he said he would. He seemed he to would. Do, like totally deflect from the sexual but, ethic altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he's going to make people mad on both sides. Yeah. Which is really interesting, right? Because there's probably people at his church who are going to be like, what? There's moments where like, he sounds like a progressive. Exactly. Yeah. There's moments where he sounds like a progressive. And there's other moments where um, he's differentiating and saying, but uh, but, well, I'm still biblically oriented, yeah. right? And so um, I wish that he was a little more forthright about how he understands progressive Christianity. He mentioned sexual ethics, right? Mm-hmm. So that seems like that's important to him. It's like, okay, like let's have a conversation about that. Yeah. In, in example, right? Does he think that traditional views of marriage or sexual orientation are the only ones that can be had by Christians? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear from this video he would say yes. Yeah. There, that's not hard to figure. I mean, he says that at the beginning. He's like, yeah, I think that's for itching ears, right? At the start, at the very, very start of the video, and then he deviates into the rest of what he talks about. Uh, and so, but I appreciate like the humility that he brings to this whole approach, yeah. right? It, it seems like the hermeneutic that he takes is one of like, hey, I want to be very gentle in, in my language here and in my posture towards people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, I, I just, as somebody who <clears throat> consumes a lot of media content from Christians that yeah. is less than Gentile, or right. less, less than Gentile, less than gentle, rather. Right. Uh, less than Gentile. Check out our new series that's premiering probably somewhere. Uh, yeah. So I think it's a good thing, right, that we just catch a video like this every once in a yeah. while that is true to his conviction, right? Like he didn't shy away from that. Right. But he was able to maintain some real uh, intentionality of not creating cognitive dissonance in his positions. And I admire that. So I think his ultimate conclusion would be, yes, progressive Christianity might be an application of some false teachings, but be aware because there's a bunch of things in our midst that are the same. Yep. So I get that. Uh, I'm still a little dissatisfied. Okay. So what do you think could have been made better as we wrap up? Well, I just want to know if in this conversation, if I want to know right away, do you see any reconciliation between these or are you saying like, no, they're- Progressive are, teachings like this are it, false. It's, it's false. And they have and to it's be un- put by the wayside. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if you pressed him on that, he'd say yes. Okay. There. And I would, I just want, I would want him to you say that in front. You want to hear him say it. I want okay. him to say it. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> All right, Ansel. So we have spent this entire video critiquing- Mark and his positions and not uh, saying it with his chest as it were. So as I put you on the spot now, yeah. uh, take a position here. Okay. Do you think 2 Timothy 4, 3, itching ears, wanting to hear, applies to the progressive Christian movement? Uh, maybe not as a whole, but at yeah. least in part. No. You don't think it does? Okay. I don't. I think that on the issue You're of fired. sexual ethics... I think that it's okay that denominations are going to split. Uh huh. I think it's okay that people are going to part ways. Okay. I'm not 100% sure where the line is for now you're not a Christian. Yeah. You're, you're not at the table anymore. Salvation versus... Yes. Yeah, sure. I, if I'm completely honest, I don't know where that line is. Okay. Okay. With reference to abortion, um, I have a very principled pluralism view off of like Herman Bovink, uh, who was a Dutch minister. And his view was if, if Christians want to win society back, you're not going to do it by making policies. Sure. You're going to do it by 
being a better witness. Being a winsome culture. Exactly. Yeah. Now, at some point, you have to draw the line and say, I'm not going to let you shoot somebody just while I debate with you yeah, the yeah, merits yeah. of yeah, that, yeah. right? So for my perspective, I think there should be legislation on it. I don't know how much or to what extent. Sure. Because like you could say the same thing about guns, right? Like we legislated a bunch of stuff about guns, but people are still going to buy them and whatever. Like I get all that. So those would be my convictions on those two specific issues as it relates to progressive Christianity. Yeah. Like I'm willing to part ways with somebody. I'm not, I don't know at what point I would be willing to say like, you're not a Christian anymore. Yeah. Great. So, well, and I love that. I mean, there's an, it's an honest take right yeah. there. And I think what it shows, especially for our viewers and people who are watching, like it's okay to be unsure. Yeah. It's okay to have questions about things and it's okay to have positions about things, even if you don't necessarily have them all worked out. And what I think you're doing that kind of mirrors this uh, Mark's video well is like being humble in the way that you're approaching the dialogue. And I think that's key to creating this counterculture that's more winsome, yeah. right? That you don't have to legislate stuff down people's throats in order to make some type of substantive cultural difference. Yeah. They're good. Obviously, I could be wrong. Sure. Yeah. And that, you know, we leave that door open for any and all. So what do you think, as Hansel has poured out his heart in these last few moments here, where is he right? Where is he wrong? Where is Mark right? Where is Mark wrong? Uh, I'm not wrong. So leave us some comments. Let us know what you guys are thinking. And we will be sure to catch you on the next episode of Kingdom Thinking. And while you're at it, download the app because you can get a bunch of cool stuff there. Go to any app store, Juice TV, J-U-C-E TV. Find us. It'll be dope. We will see you next time on Kingdom Thinking.